Hello, and welcome to Newton's Dark Room Presents Broadcast, monthly updates from the Newton's Dark Room Collective. Like what tends to be the case this time of year, we had quite the run-in of a supernatural variety. We'll get to that in a second, but first, I wanted to tell you about a Ninth World Journal. A Ninth World Journal is an audio drama by David S. Deer, and it takes place in the world of Numenera. Now, normally Numenera is a tabletop RPG, but David has taken it and turned it into a fully immersive, scripted narrative adventure. The show follows John Yue, a nano who jaunts and it transports him to the far reaches of the world. It's imaginative, well-written, and a perfect way to dive into the world of Numenera. We'll be playing a trailer for a Ninth World Journal after the show, so be sure to stick around for that. Okay, back to the broadcast. Jack, a dull boy, is our intern, and a rather uninteresting one at that. Sometimes you get an intern who is creative and exciting, someone who likes exciting things like Game of Thrones or throwing rocks into the ocean. Jack, a dull boy, is not this person. Jack is boring. He likes things like fonts, corporate drama, and proper grammar. He can be a real stick in the mud, and that's why we call him Jack, a dull boy. Jack is so boring that he even managed to ruin pinball. That's right, pinball. Do you remember that machine that we bought back in January? The one with the dummy and the lights and the hand? Uh, pretty exciting stuff, right? Well, Jack a dull boy comes along and he starts talking about fixing it. He's gushing about the mechanical intricacies of pinball and how every one of them is a work of art and yada yada yada. And I told him, look, you can try to fix the machine if you want. Just don't burn down the house. I don't trust that thing, but go wild. He spent the rest of the weekend down there fiddling with it, cleaning parts, asking which wrench he should use. I don't know, he can do what he wants in his free time. After working on it all weekend, he told everyone that it was done. He said he fixed the issue that caused the spiraling lights and all that jazz and that it should be good to play. He planned a grand opening kind of thing, but no one aside from me showed up. I was only there because I would have felt guilty not going as the curator, but trust me, I was looking for the first opportunity to bounce. Jack a dull boy plugged it in and booted up the machine. It was working great, binging and chiming and racketing along. Nothing was weird until Jack reached 666 points. As soon as he did, all of the lights on the machine, the room, the building, all of it turned a bright red. This was spooky enough, but soon the lights started getting a darker red then darker, darker and darker until what was once a red now felt like a bright black. I went to the basement cellar door to try to open it and let in some of the sunlight, but the sun was dark too. The machine was the only light we could see. It shook, rocking back and forth, causing a racket and pouring smoke from inside. The smoke was filling the room and, and we were hacking, trying to find some clean air to breathe. Jack fumbled around in the dark for quite some time before he was able to unplug the machine from the wall. Just like that, the lights went back to normal. I was blinded by the sun's light and waved away the smoke in front of me. Jack apologized, saying that he really thought he fixed it. Supra Pepni appeared at the top of the cellar door, asking us if we were alright, and helping us up the ladder and out of the smoky room. After the debacle, we all sat outside on the beach, watching the sunset. Except... It wasn't setting, but it wasn't rising either. It, it was getting larger. The low red sun was getting closer and closer. You could feel the heat of the air against your skin. We all stood to go back inside when Jack a dull boy pointed something out. There was something hanging from the sun. 
At first it was just a small speck in the sky, but as the sun got closer, we could start to make out the details. It was a large wooden box with tight planks of wood. The planks were a dark mahogany, very dark. These planks made up the box's top, bottom, and three sides. The last side was made of glass. There appeared to be a handle on the glass, the kind you would find on a sliding glass door. We squinted to try to see through it, but it was impossible. The glass was covered in steam. This floating steam room dangled from the sun as it approached, like some strange hot air balloon basket. We weren't sure what to do. It was coming right for us, but none of us felt scared. For some reason, we were certain it, it wouldn't hurt us. It all seemed controlled and gentle. Imposing, sure, but not scary. We all stared at the little box as the sky was filled with the approaching sun. It was massive above us. You know how when the sun sets, the entire horizon becomes this glowing red extension of the sun? Now picture if all of those colors were the sun. That was how our evening started. The steamed box was hanging above the beach. It swung back and forth just a little as it lowered to the ground. It putted into the sand with a soft psh, and the sun continued to hang above it. We were motionless, frozen and vastly unprepared. We have never had the sun land at our feet before. After a moment of silence, the sliding glass door shut itself open. Steam began pouring out. It was hot and sticking to our skin. I had to take off my glasses to clear them off, and by the time I put them back on, there was a figure in the doorway. He was tall, taller than anyone I've seen. His head was a foot or so from the top of the sauna, but the horns helped close the gap. They curved off the top of his head like a ram before coming to a point beneath his cheekbones. His skin was red, a bright red, the same red as the lights. It simultaneously cut through the hazy steam and radiated against the dark mahogany. In one hand, he held a simple red pen with a loose grip. In the other, a stack of papers, three-hole punch and hastily bound with brass fasteners. The first 20 pages or so were folded back around itself like someone reading a magazine with one hand while brushing their teeth. There was some kind of text printed on the page in black and thought out red scribbles in the margins. It was impossible to read what they said. The moist air of the steam room caused all the ink to run and blend together in long streaks down the page. The man wore nothing except for a towel wrapped around his waist and a pair of horn-rimmed glasses that were surprisingly clear of steam. He took them off in exasperation. Excuse me, I was in the middle of something. Who are you? I asked, feeling completely justified in my confusion. Someone did land the sun on our beach after all. Oh, is it not obvious? I'm the devil. We all let out a loud gasp. The devil? In our neighborhood? I was working on editing this story when you so rudely summoned me. You're an editor? Well, yeah. God creates, and I edit their work. I don't know if you've noticed, but they write some pretty boring stuff. I like to make it a little more exciting. Jack, a dull boy, stepped forward. Hey, I take personal offense to that. Just because everyone calls me a dull boy doesn't mean I'm not exciting. Boring things can be exciting too, like fonts or public transportation or... The devil slashed his red pen against the page, crossing off some of the printed text. Jack stopped his word mid-sentence, grabbing at his chest and collapsing to the floor. There, see? Far more exciting. Jack was on the ground, gasping for air. We all huddled around him. 
He reached out, grabbing onto my collar, trying to pull himself up, but he was too weak. As he inhaled his short, sharp breaths, he looked into my eyes and mouthed out an, I'm sorry. Ooh, yeah, I like this. The stakes are much higher now, much more compelling. You're a monster. Yeah, I'm the devil. We all cried over Jack's body. He may have been boring, but we loved him. He was one of us and a stellar intern. Now, who would make us tea? We wept, for we did not know. What do you want with us? What do you summoned me here? A bunch of amateurs. The pinball machine, Julia Sawbone muttered to herself. She said it a little louder so we could all hear. The pinball machine, the one from Seattle. I knew the way it affected the house wasn't some technical glitch. This was supernatural. It must be some kind of, of modern ritual device. Bing, 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 you got it. And now that you've summoned me, the devil, to your home, I'm going to destroy it and everything you love. That'll teach you mortals to summon me willy-nilly. Wait. It was Tommy B shouting from the crowd. If you get summoned by the pinball machine, that must mean you're pretty good at it, huh? <laughs> I'm not just pretty good. I'm the best. Okay. Well, what if I beat you? <laughs> you beat me? At pinball? <laughs> okay. I like a good underdog story. I'll tell you what. If you can <laughs> beat me at pinball, I'll leave instead of sinking your island into a sea of blood. Without a moment of hesitation, Tommy B said, Deal. As we walked down towards the basement with the machine, we huddled around Tommy B. He had never had any worldly possessions before. That's kind of his shtick. A real live-in-the-moment kind of guy. We never thought he'd be good at anything as permanent as a pinball machine. As we walked down, I asked him if he thought he could pull it off. Talon, he said, I've never owned an object in my life, so I didn't play video games in my free time growing up. Instead, I would go out to the pizza parlor, scrape quarters off the ground, and played pinball till old Pizza Pops himself would come and kick me out. Now, I'm not just good at pinball. I'm beat the devil good. While I wasn't entirely confident in Tommy B's abilities, I knew he was probably the best chance we had. After all, none of us had any ideas for dealing with the devil. I mean, at the very least, it'll be a spectacle before we all die a horrible death. I opened up the cellar door to the basement and we began the one-by-one -one descent down the ladder. When we walked into the room with the pinball machine, the devil was already there. Nice of you to show up. Tommy B cracked his knuckles. Yeah, let's get this over with. Tommy B fished around for a quarter but found nothing. With pockets hanging limp outside his pants, he turned to the devil with a sheepish grin. The devil sighed, pulled out a quarter, and turned to Tommy B. Take the devil's quarter, sure. But lumber low and- Well, thanks. Tommy B snatched the quarter and plopped it into the machine. But you didn't even get to see how George Washington was replaced by my face, and it was it was laughing and, and wailing and, and pouring goat's blood onto your fingertips. Tommy B wiped the blood onto his paint-stained pants. Eh. The game lit up and he pulled the plunger, launching the mirrored ball into the world of the machine. The first few minutes were going great. Tommy B was smacking the ball around, working the flippers with such finesse you'd have thought he was the dolphin from the movie Flipper. He locked one ball, two balls, and he was getting ready to lock in the third, unleashing a multi-ball bonanza. This was when the devil started chuckling. <laughs> you fool. 
You said if you beat me, I would leave. But you never said I couldn't disrupt your game. The devil turned to a script and began scribbling furiously. Let's see how you all like carnivorous Roombas. Just then the door burst open and Roombas began pouring down into the room. Their underside, once a soft, swooping little brush, was now replaced with flesh and teeth. The teeth dragged against the concrete as they spun, causing an incessant screeching sound. They looked hungry, and they were headed straight for Tommy B. Don't worry, we'll hold them off, Sofia Rivera shouted as she punted a tooth Roomba into a wall. We all grabbed whatever was closest to us, an old bat, some plywood, a rubber hose, and we started swinging. The Roombas were not easy to fend off, they outnumbered us by quite a bit. Plus. They were our pets. There was a difficult emotional burden attached to curb stomping the little buddy you fed crushed cornflakes to. Luckily, Roombas are sturdy things. We were hoping we could incapacitate them enough for Tommy B to win while also leaving them well enough for later repair. Although we weren't sure how we were going to repair the addition of teeth, but, but that's a later us problem. While we smacked the Roombas, Tommy B smacked the flippers and locked in the final ball. The demonic machine shook and screeched with the torment of a thousand woeful sounds, signifying that Tommy B had unlocked the multiball. Three more metallic pinballs joined the mix, and soon Tommy was racking up all kinds of weapons. What? No! The devil looked worried. His plan was failing. Enough! The devil shouted, and the whole island shook. The pinball machine interpreted this as Tommy B purposefully shaking it to influence the ball, and it shut down. His score was locked on the screen as the flipper froze up and ball after ball fell down between them. There, you just finished your game. That's your score. 1,223,358,490. That's chump change. Step out of the way and let a real pro show you how it's done. Now, I'm sure it's no surprise to you that the devil is very good at pinball. Now, have you ever seen a flipper become a hand that reached out and grabbed the ball to keep it from falling in? That's the kind of witchcraft and skill that the devil was bringing to the table here. He quickly reached 500 million points. Tommy B was looking worried. He knew the devil was going to beat his score. He tried to walk up and bump the machine the same way the devil had, but it was no use. The devil saw him coming with the crying third eye that was protruding out of the back of his head, and he summoned little imps to smack Tommy's hands away. <laughs> Say goodbye to your island. Not on my watch. We all turned to the cellar door. There, doused in sunlight, was Jack, the dull boy. Or actually, the ghost of Jack, a dull boy. That's right, he said. You killed me, but now I'm a ghost, because that's what happens when you have unfinished business. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got some business to finish. Jack ran, or uh, floated really fast, up to the devil and punched him right in the spine. Unfortunately, he was a ghost, so his hand just went right through and didn't do anything. Ha! The ball! Jack turned around. Julia Sawbone was shouting at him. Touch the ball! You're a ghost! You can influence reflective things! Grab the ball and throw it in the gutter! Jack reached inside and touched the ball. Just as Julia said, he could stop it. Jack smiled and moved the ball down between the flippers. What? No! Jack laughed and did it again, and again, and, and again, until all of the devil's pinballs were used up. No, 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 no! The screen flashed the final score. 1,223,358,480. 10 points less 
than Tommy B. We all cheered. Somehow, through hard work, miracles, and teamwork, we defeated the devil. You all pay for this. You pay. The machine glowed red and started wailing once again. A horde of hands reached out from the score screen, grabbing the devil by his horns and shoulders, dragging him into an opening portal to hell. I'll get you, Newton's dark room. You haven't seen the last of the devil. You watch yourselves. I'll get you. The portal opened in a roar and shut as the devil's voice finished its echo. The room was dark, all the lights blown from the hellish energy. Then, after a moment, the pinball machine started its idle, tempting animations and sounds, begging passerbys to come give it a try. We all let out a big relieved sigh as the Cal Island caretakers threw a sheet over the machine. We had done it. We defeated the devil, not as individuals, but as a collective. Now, we could rest easy. Um, guys? We all looked over to the ghostly form of Jack a Dullboy. My business wasn't finished, but I banished the devil. I think my job here is done. I... I think this is goodbye. We all huddled around the young intern. The individual who got us coffee, who, who rolled up mic cables, or who got us more coffee. He was always such a helpful lad, even if he was boring. We cried as we said our goodbyes. Okay, I should be fading away now. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. So long. Au revoir. We all kissed goodbye and said goodbye and, and, and hugged him goodbye again. But he didn't disappear. Not even a little bit. I, I can feel it. Here it comes. So long. After nearly a half hour of this, we realized that he wasn't going away. Apparently, his unfinished business was not about the devil. I know. It must be my stories. All the unfinished stories in my notebook. We were all surprised. Wait, you, Jack, a dull boy, write stories. Yeah, what did you think I was doing with that notebook for the last year and a half? I don't know, I, I assumed you were just using it to take down coffee orders or something. Nope, I was writing stories. Huh, who knew? Jack a dull boy smirked. Oh, trust me, there is a lot you don't know about me. At that cryptic message, we all laughed and laughed about the day's hijinks as the camera panned up to show the sun in its rightful place far away in the sky. As the screen fades to black, you can hear someone faintly asking Jack for a coffee run. You just listened to Newton's Dark Room Presents. This episode was created and performed by Talon Stradley with guest performance by David Deere. You can find more information on this show, The Collective, and our other podcasts at newtonsdarkroom.com. You can also follow us on social media at Newton's Dark Room to stay up to date on whatever we're working on. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. This is a Ninth World Journal. A careless experiment with a teleportation device has left me stranded in random places throughout the Ninth World. While trying to survive in these strange lands, I must find a way to reverse my condition. 
A Ninth World Journal is a science fantasy audio drama podcast. Subscribe to listen or visit ninthworldjournal.com. Produced by Newton's Dark Room.